0: meet Tony Scamparza, a hitman who was having a bad day. Despite the warnings of his boss, he takes the one job he should have avoided at all costs. Because of his insatiable ego, he's killed in the line of duty. However, death is now the least of his problems, as he's immediately recruited by demons from hell. Demons who come to offer him a job. A job of corrupting souls, because heaven and hell are locked in a timeless battle. A battle to recruit as many souls as they can before all portals to the afterlife close and the world as we know it ends. Set in the world of Immortal Era, Corrupter is a prequel that shows the world before the curse of immortality. Join us for the 28-page debut issue where all hell is sure to break loose. Starting with episode 1011, the the Twitch era of the Just Joshing podcast is officially over. We are now in the midst of a transformation to a travel show the Twitch travel era. 1011 is my first travel show. Barb Sim is my guest. There's going to be a variety of these things. Now, if you want to see all the travel episodes well before they ever come out as officially part of Canon on the show, check out patreon.com slash Five bucks gets you access to all the interviews up there so far. There's a bunch of them up there that are going to be coming real soon. More are going up there right now, including SDCC. So, if you are interested in supporting the podcast, the best way to do it—if you got a couple bucks—go to patreoncom slash Three as well. So, ladies and gentlemen, we are live this morning of a little special edition of Just Joshing. Um, so, I was hoping my uh, my guests would be in slightly calmer waters this yeah. morning, but that is uh, that is not the case. Um, <laughs> So I don't have any context for it. My grandmother does have some context for it. She was born in Malta during World War II. So in World War II, Malta was heavily contested. So she spent the majority of her, her childhood until she was like four or five years old inside caves because of all the bombs that would happen in in there. So family my history, I, there's kind of that. But I mean, let's be honest. I mean, I'm in Canada. I mean, there's like... I'm not even living in the States right now. There's not even ever, there's nothing close to a context of what's going on over there. So I'm just going to say it here. Um, my condolences. Now on the flip side, if things really do go where you guys see your family, I've been held hostage on this show live by a three-year-old. That's not quite the same thing. It's not quite the same thing, but um, I've I, I learned the role with the punches, not as well as you guys have, but I've learned the role with the punches. So, I mean, if, I, I just hope your husband and uh, son or daughter. I'm sorry.
1: Just I only have one daughter home. Nobody else is home. But it's okay, really, okay. My dog has a really. Um, she has a. She really doesn't do well with uh, rocket attacks, and <laughs> she knows before they does come. It, she, she has better hearing than we do, obviously. So she often does, alerts does. us, and she she shakes really badly.
0: You, you know, I can't blame your dog. I, I, I'm not going to lie. I, I I can't really blame your dog. I, it's, it's like, it's not something I think most people really want to, like I said this off the air. I mean, it, like, I'm not even saying this, like, I, I'm i glad it's not me. And I say this kind of selfishly, but also I just, I like nobody should have to go through this. No, so, not, no, no,
1: no. But where yeah. are you? In Sorry. Where are you? I'm in-
0: currently in Calgary, Alberta, Canada. Oh, and wow. and Okay. Yeah. Currently, um, I have a master plan of going on the road, like, uh, n- early next year, uh, actually later on this, uh, this, uh, mo- this afternoon, my afternoon, your evening, hopefully everything will be hunky-dory for you guys in the evening. Um, but, uh, hopefully, like I said, I, I mean, I, 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 mean, nothing lasts forever. That's, that's, that's basically kind of the hope. So I'm hoping this is a we've short. We've been
1: through this before. Yeah. Yeah. We've been yeah. through several times, um,
0: yeah, it's it's, it, it's. I'm not gonna say normal is the right word, but it's not unheard of. Unfortunately, unfortunately, no. not. So. No, that's
1: why my house has a bomb shelter, right?
0: Exactly. Well, exactly. I mean, I mean, like you said, and Canada doesn't have that. Has never experienced anything remotely close to that. So it's like. No. No, I mean, we got really cold weather here, but that again, none, like that's that's just different. Like we're insane for different reasons right i'm from ottawa
1: originally so
0: oh okay
1: i know all about the cold weather um (laughs) i'm actually like fourth generation canadian on my mother's side so i know all about the cold um i've lived in winnipeg i've lived in vancouver calgary no i actually haven't been to calgary but
0: well, you lived in Winnipeg, which is like the one city colder than Calgary. Yeah, i lived there
1: for a year. I've been to Edmonton and Saskatoon even. Yeah. But Calgary, no, obviously Toronto and Montreal, because they're pretty close to Ottawa. Um, but Calgary is actually one Canadian city I haven't been to.
0: So I've been as far east as Kingston, Ontario, as far west as I've seen the whole country pretty much west. Like province, every province, I've seen something of it. Uh at far north I've been is Edmonton as far like but I west I've gone all the way to the island um alert bay in British Columbia is as far as I've been but like I said I you, you still got me beat at least for now on the traveling part. If you don't mind my asking
1: no i lived me, in Johannesburg also. Um, yeah there for a year um in South Africa so
0: so if you if you don't mind my asking Uh, just, just out of curiosity, like what, I, I know what motivates my travel less. What motivated yours?
1: Originally, like Mm -hmm. the, originally, I I think I had done, um, though, I think they've changed the name of it a little bit, but in those days I was doing a bachelor of journalism at Carleton University and that's a four-year program. And, um, after three years, I think I was just going crazy. (laughs) I just had to get out. Um, of that city. It just felt very kind of claustrophobic. And I don't know if you've ever been to Ottawa. It's a pretty little city, but there isn't. Yeah, it, no,
0: Ottawa is a, a straight like, honestly, as, as Canadian cities go, Ottawa to me is a little strange because oh, yeah. it feels like three different cities. Depending yeah. on where you live in the city, it feels like three. There's there's the parliamentary downtown part of the city, right. um, which is to its credit, on its credit, maybe it's detriment considering what's happened in the last few years. There, um, it's very government-run. Like it's very, you can you can feel the government's influence in that section of the city very much. Um, then you get past that, and it's almost like it's suburbia, like Ottawa, like in, in like the second city is suburbia, Canada. In suburbia, Canada, pretty much everywhere you go is the same. Like there's 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 little differences, but honestly, it's the same. Then then Ottawa also got like small town, something at the edge of the city. Like my, I, I went, I went to a conference there a few years back, and I just thought, like just for like, last night because I had some time waiting for my flight. I explored the city. It's like so. I went from downtown to suburbia to outskirts where the airport, where the airport is. And I'm looking at the outskirts. I'm like, how are you part of this city? How are, how is. <laughs> parliament part of this city like it, it is such a dichotomy but also very um i i the other thing the other big impression i got from ottawa was it's very um yeah it's very small it's very um set in its ways good bad or indifferent it's very set in its ways and if you're someone and if you're someone that's been through it you i I could see someone wanting to leave like i could see it (laughs) right
1: so yeah so that um that was i just wanted to go somewhere else um but i didn't have really money to you know go off and i still had this fourth year kind of hanging over my head like who does that right you don't want to do three years and then leave before you finish like you're finally gonna finish But I knew I wasn't, um, I'm not that type of person. I knew I was gonna finish the degree. So at that time, um, Israel was a place I could go to because it was easy to get scholarships as a Jewish um, Canadian. It was pretty easy for me to get scholarships to go and study there. Um, So it was really a lot, to be honest, financially motivated because I could go there very little but it could be this really, and this, that was, this was different. This was the early nineties. It was kind of a Oslo peace process was really at a height, and peace was really in the air. And people really felt that like, this was it. This is very early nineties before Rabin was uh, assassinated, obviously. Yep. And people felt like this is it. This is going to be the new Middle East. This is going to be peace. This is all going to change. And I wanted to see that, um, So I I got a scholarship to study at Middle Eastern Studies in Haifa, and I went to live with um, Palestinian roommates and Druze roommates and Israeli roommates, and it was a very kind of euphoric atmosphere at the time. Obviously, we're sitting here under rocket attack, so it didn't um, go the way everybody thought it was going at the time. But that was the mood, especially among young people and university students at the time, and I wanted to see it... um, So that's originally, and then when you know how it is, once you start traveling, you want to go everywhere, right? You want to go to Turkey and you want to go to Greece and you just want to go all over the place.
0: Um, Well, yeah, because your mind's expanded. I moved around a lot as a, as a, a, uh, as as an individual, as a, just someone I've moved to, like I lived in both Canada and the United States. And it's fascinating how everything's, so different, even just, even just that I got like yours is another level because um, I, I know this because uh, culture's different, food's different, right? Um, just, just, I mean, but in some ways, it's the exact same thing, too. It's, it's amazing how universal human nature really is. But it's fascinating to see which parts are, for lack of a better term, important for each place you go to, right? Now And obviously not everything is uh, um, not everything fits you. Like I came back here and one of the things I realized like now it doesn't fit me anymore. So I don't know where I fit. So I'm going to try and find it. And that's kind of like the next who knows, right? This is probably my midlife crisis, quote unquote, right? And, you know, if if that's my midlife crisis, I'm good with it. Um, But it's about finding where you fit. And, you know, I mean we all, we all, we all find that we all find that at whatever point we're ready to find that. Right. You, you, I mean, I could look at, I could look at your fourth year and a slightly like more positive light. Like you realized you weren't happy. Right. And a lot of people will be like, Oh, I just got to grin and bear it, bear it. But you know, as I've gotten older, um, I have like 12 rules of success. One of them is don't quit. I have actually want to modify the rule. Don't quit when it's hard. Quit when it sucks. Right. You realized you realize it sucked. So I, I just can't do it. I, I, just, I, I can't do it. You found a way. You found a way to get your fourth where you're elsewhere, which is a kudos to you. But it sounds like you were chasing your happiness. And that's not, I don't think that's ever a bad thing. Would that more people did that?
1: Well, I I, I did come back and finish. I didn't. Um, yeah. I Said that I would, and um, yeah, of course you always you're always going. It's very easy to find people to, to give you the fifty reasons why you can't do this. You can't do this because you know people who leave their degrees in the middle never finish. Because you won't come back. Because this. Because you won't graduate with your class. You know, you're going to find those 50 people. If you could find, you know, one <laughs> to tell you why you can do something, then you're already in good uh like you're in good company. It's very yeah. easy to tell people they can't do things, right? Cuz it's always practical and Oh sensible. yeah. And that's mostly what I got, but I I was just like um I had to get out of there like I said. It was just um I think it, it, you summed and, it up pretty well. I feel like you can't breathe there after a while. I felt like I couldn't breathe after a while. It was too, like oh. very, like you said, very much the same. Everybody seemed in those days to want to just like you know, I don't know. I, I, I'm not I, making, I, that, I, but just no, to no, get no, a government no. job like everyone's dream. It was always just like if you work for the government, you're gonna have all your benefits and all your pension, and all, and I was just like, this is it. Like this is the dream. Like this is and it and it and it, and it was. Because, it is, but it
0: was all. It was like this, on, I,
1: <laughs> it was a no, really no, it, big it, it, uh, no. ambition for people, you
0: know. Well, and I was well, like,
1: well,
0: it, yeah. <laughs> it kind of still is. I mean, I mean, let's be honest. Like, if you're looking at strictly put from a security perspective, purely security, not not nothing resembling humanity, but just purely security. Government job, it actually is, is as good as you can get. Look, look, I have a I I I'm still I'm still the majority of my money comes from freelancing, but I still have a side gig. So I work right now, I work for the flames. There is somebody that works, I work with an apartment. She works for a golf course for the city. What she gets paid for that golf course is batshit insane for what she does. It's batshit insane. I, I mean that the figure is crazy. So there is a Part of me, it's like, yeah, it's the dream. But I mean, here's the thing. So I grew up in um, I grew up in uh, Windsor, Ontario, Oshawa, Ontario. Uh, I lived in I lived in London, Ontario. Don't um, for that one, just don't. Um, but uh, I, I mean, he's laughing because he you knows what I'm talking about, right? And 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 why I uh, why I say that is this: like a lot of people want to go. I'm going to get this job and i'm going to be all set and secure by the way and folks I should, I should before we continue i'm just going to emphasize this if you find something that genuinely makes you happy then you can ignore everything i'm about to say right because if you're genuinely happy there's there's nothing to say if you're happy they're happy that's all there is to it but if you're not happy you're like well this is the smart play is it i know lots of people who do this the, the quote unquote smart play you know what i noticed They're on various forms of alcohol or some kind of uh, they're looking for they're looking for something to fill that hole in their life. Yes, they're secure. They don't have to worry. They don't have money problems. They have other problems. They have life problems. And honestly, speaking as someone who's um, who's chased his own dreams his whole life, I realize like I may not have a pot to piss in when it's over. But again, I can't carry anything I have with me to wherever whatever's next. Anyway, I'm gonna look at my life and go, okay, will I have less than ten regrets? But like, like that's basically my goal. Like, I have as few regrets as possible. I have like maybe five, which I think is a very small number. And mistakes, I got like zillions of them. But like, like, like regrets, no. And I think you, like younger you, had a wisdom of just like, you know what? There's got to be more to life than this. I'm going to figure out what the fuck that is.
1: Basically. I get get to me Africa. the
0: head. Yeah. Um,
1: I also, when I, when I went to South Africa, it was the very end of apartheid. It was just before the clerk stepped down. And I wanted to see that, you know, because in journalism school, you're reading about it. It was nothing like seeing it. I wanted to see, like, what what actually is this? What does this mean? Especially coming from Ottawa, which. You know, we didn't even lock our cars. We used to leave your car running, mm-hmm. go into the, the 7-Eleven, buy milk, get back into the car. We would not even, if, why would you turn off the car, right? Because then it's going to get cold and it's minus 20. So why would you do that? So I wanted to see what that kind of environment was like. Now, of course, I'm a lot older, it's so <laughs> slightly dangerous. But at the time, <laughs> that's something that I wanted to yeah. see. So I, went, I was there for a while and I went around like just Swaziland, just that whole area. And it's also really humbles you because you, you can become very arrogant sort of in the West. Like you said, it's pretty comfortable. The worst thing is the weather. Um, there aren't any serious day-to-day threats and you can start to judge, you know, judge Africa or judge the Middle East, judge other places. You've never been there You've never had to you know, get an apartment, get around there. The whole legal system is completely different. Everything is different. Um, you've never had to figure that out. And I think it keeps you uh, humble, makes you realize that you actually don't know everything. <laughs> you actually don't know much at all. Uh, um, uh, and and uh, it's, good, it's good for you, you know? It, it's just good for you. Get you out of your comfort zone. So
0: I, I, I live in the United States. So in the United States, it depends on where you're at. This is what I would say about the United States. So the biggest thing, the biggest thing I, I can, I trying to explain this to someone that's never experienced this is hard. Right. I Is the idea of just trying to survive the day. Like not just like, I'm not talking paying my bills. Just, but the legitimately, like the the, the question of, Am I going to get through to the other side of the day, right? Now, there are Americans who know this. I think a lot more. I think on average, like unfortunately, um, depending on what American city you live in, there is definitely third world aspects in some of those cities. So you could definitely, depending on what part of the neighborhood you're in, you could be in one of those places. It could be just where you were from, like luck of the draw, such and such. They they have an idea what that's like. Um Canadians by and large don't. There's some good that comes with that. Like again, I like what you're going through this morning. like this evening, your evening, my morning. I, I wouldn't wish that on anybody. On the other hand, it gives you an awareness and appreciation of how fragile life really can be. And not in a bad way either, in a good way. Because really, okay, what matters to you is your husband, your daughter, and your dog, right? Right, this very minute, and any that. of your other.
1: I have I have a son and four daughters. Just my daughter's home. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I was saying. She. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. yeah. Be- no, I, 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 I was, I was, I was about to add to, add <laughs> don't to that say, all right,
1: all of to me. <laughs> yeah.
0: No, 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 no. I know absolutely, no, no absolutely, absolutely, but. I mean, that's what you, but that's what you're thinking of, right? Your, your family, your, your, your kids, your, your, like, you know, you're with the people that really matter to you. Like that, that's important. Right. And not a whole lot else actually really is. And you realize that I thought fi- I find like, say what you will about heart. And again, I'm not trying to romanticize this in any way, shape or form, because there are, there are better ways to do it than what you're going through. But um right, uh, but there is something about real life danger, like like actually real in your face danger that puts you in the mindset of, you know, I can look at what I have, I can be grateful for the small, the small things while I ride this storm, whatever the storm looks like going forward. And that, I mean, that's, that is something that I think the rest of the world still regularly experiences. Um, and I think, I think, um, again, to canda's benefit slash detriment, it never really does.
1: 100%. That's what I'm saying. But not only, the thing is, it's one thing it doesn't, but then you, not you personally, but one feels that they have a lot of right to say and judge and make comments. And that that I think happens to us a lot um, in the West in general, obviously in Canada because you're so far removed from that life-threatening danger that you' you're really disconnected from how you might really react or you know what what you might really um, think is as the way to behave. It's, it, it's a disconnection right? You're disconnected from anything that you don't have a tangible experience. Um, You know, it's with me. I'm not, you know, you can see in my, in most of my novels, almost all of them. I, I always go back to Canada somewhere. My latest one completely takes place in Ottawa. Like it's with me. And I do bring a lot of the great values and what I learned from there to here. This place, first of all, where I happen to live is Full of Canadians. <laughs> there are Canadians all, just on my road. There's probably like four Canadian families. Um, there are a lot of Canadians here. Um, so we we often talk about that. You know, we take what we what we did. We did get uh, tremendous things from it. Um, but like you said, there are less good things. Which is sometimes you're you're so removed that you can start to value stupid petty superficial things uh, think those things have value when if you were in a life-threatening situation you would realize that obviously you couldn't care less about those things (laughs) they're not they're not valuable at all
0: i i social media in a nutshell like i like like you can see that like a lot of commentary on it i'm politically speaking i'm an atheist like politically speaking at this point yeah. I in my life, I I just realized that if a government official told me that the sky was blue and I saw a blue sky, there's a little part of me in the back of my head at this point. It's like, okay, what do you want? Because I'm actually agreeing with you. And I'm not I'm not well, sure.
1: Time, right? <laughs> yeah, after corona, nobody's well, sure about yeah. <laughs> well,
0: what, what 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 it's just oh well, again, well one of the things that just that I think was made apparent during Corona like during that whole time is like whatever moral integrity or fiber you believe in it's very apparent that our institutions have none of it so put things through that lens no i just i i i don't have i don't like i really was like i look at it from the point of view of integrity and transparency and i look at it from that at that lens i cannot find one even one I don't care what party it is like I'm not even like left like fuck that no I don't even care like I can't find it so right. if I can't find it I just I, I just think okay well you're all full of shit then why, why the hell why the hell should I care right then but again people get caught up in that like debate here because they have the luxury to do so right what you realize what you really realize is in a in a real crisis None of that shit matters. It shouldn't. But I mean, when you have the luxury of distance, you have the tendency to you have a tendency to like make judgment calls just based on um, just based on what you think is right. What I what I've learned and like I said, that whole era just taught me two really like do really important things. I really don't always know what's going on. I can't I don't always know what's going on. And unless I'm there, I don't have a full fledged opinion. Right. Right. I mean, like, OK, talk about it. Israel's got a very interesting history and has ever since it's come back into being good, bad and indifferent. Right. There are things the Israeli government that historically has done has been terrible. but There's things they've done that have been amazing. fact that the country exists at all in some ways is a bit of a miracle. So do I have an idea of who's right, who's wrong? Nope. But I'm not there. Like I have I, like like you guys, you guys live it, you breathe it, you have your own opinion about what's really going on. And I think right. it's probably very different than what that it's probably a different perspective than what I get advertised over here, if that makes sense. Because you're living in it and you see it at your own eyes right there. So I'd be taking your word for it over something I'd see on television at this point. If I doubt I that makes right.
1: sense. Yeah. You know that'd be great if it was just simple as who's right and wrong. But That's part of the problem, right? Is this constant yeah. binary? This constant binary look. Uh, there's always got to be a good guy and a bad guy. When, of course, there are, there aren't really too many real 100% good guys or 100% bad guys in no. the world, <laughs> right? There are some. I'm not saying there's no such thing as as you know. There, I'm not saying like. Uh, that World War II didn't happen or the Holocaust didn't happen. Obviously, there are definitely some really bad guys. Um, but in general, yeah, it's very complicated and it's uh, nuanced. But I think more of the issue is that what happens in Israel, I, I guess also happening right now, but in Ukraine, is you're talking about that, um, not that we're going to get into all this now, but that civilians, so, yeah. civilians are under attack. And that's a whole different... Um, thing when when babies and moms and dads and old people get caught up in uh, in in being the targets, then that's that's just wrong, right? You can't if you're angry with the Canadian government because they locked you up, uh, locked everybody up in Corona, you can't go and take it out on Canadian civilians. So that 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 that's.
0: That's a problem,
1: right? Well, well, civilians <laughs> right. so have to stay uh, out I would, of military affairs.
0: That 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 that, that, that that's some, yeah, and, and, and sadly, that's a perfect world. Like, I mean, okay, I'm just going to mention Ukraine really briefly. Like, one of the things that's not really talked about there is yeah, like Russia and NATO are, are kind of playing a game, and it's really the people. No matter which side you think is right or wrong, I'd not. That's neither not here nor there. The reality of the situation is the people that are having to live there day in and day out, they're the ones taking all the weapons, they're the ones caught in the middle of everything.
1: Right. So, what and, I'm saying, you could you come into yeah. a world where the civilians become the targets of people. Yes.
0: Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and, that,
1: and, and that's the That the world has yeah. has to be against. Uh, people can think politically different things, but you can't be taking it out on. Day to day civilians, no matter okay. what they are, or what, it doesn't matter what they are, it doesn't matter what religion they are, or what color they are, or what they are, and that and that, there has to be a, lo- a line um, drawn there.
0: Oh, oh, sure, and I mean, but that's that's the thing. Like I, so you're a journalist. So mm-hmm. the thing is, well, I find I find I today
1: or more now. I don't work as a journalist these days, but my original
0: degree. No one. Once upon a time, you were a journalist. Once upon a time, now, yeah. you're an author, world dominator extraordinaire. What, what, whatever the case may be, maybe be the day, right?
1: Gosh, I'm right? But editor. I'm a teacher. I teach. I teach English at
0: the at a college. Ah, area. nice. That that's that's cool. Well, we should talk about how you actually ended up. Like, actually, that's a good question. I was, I'll, I'll ask this. Okay, mm-hmm. when did you know Israel was home for you? Because this is where you live.
1: Yeah, I had never planned to live in Israel, actually. Um, it's also, I guess, a little bit of a political story. I became engaged to my husband, who is South African. Um, okay. And and we went to uh, Johannesburg. Again, this was uh, like around 91, 92, the very like last year of uh, apartheid. And we were we weren't married, we were engaged. And when the authorities at that time saw they asked me what I did, and I said I had just finished a journalism degree, they put this huge, just giant stamp in my passport that said, not allowed to work or freelance. Um, because clearly, that government wasn't looking for, uh, you know, any more upfront coverage of what was going on in in Johannesburg or in South Africa in general. So I was not legally allowed to work, um, which obviously limited the time I could be there, obviously, I was going to run out of money, uh, at a certain time, no matter how frugally, uh, I was living or going to run out of money. Eventually oh, you oh yeah.
0: Work. Yeah. Uh,
1: so you, you, know, you only have so much. So eventually I had to leave and go back to Canada. And then, um, and then after, you know, in those days when you left, you left, right? There was no internet. There was no uh, FaceTime, mm-hmm. you know? When you were separated you were separated so eventually um he wanted to come back to canada to visit me and at that time south africans uh, could not travel easily they were uh, you know it was known that the government was probably going to fall they were worried there was going to be civil war there they didn't know what was going to happen there so it was known that a lot of south africans were trying to get out and if it was it was a disaster to travel with because like you know you have your canadian passport you just go right through and he would always be stopped and interrogated for like half an hour where are you yeah. going what are you doing cuz they they were suspicious point is that he his visa was rejected um he, canada wasn't letting him in they were suspicious cuz he'd already been to canada the previous year so they were kind of like yeah. oh you're going back again you were just here a year ago like what's so exciting about canada like <laughs> who, who wants to come here every second year what's so you know and th- so yeah. we were separate So the truth is, uh, it wasn't some anything uh, political or ideological. It was like, we literally couldn't geographically be in the same (laughs) country because I could not go to a place where I wasn't allowed to work and he he couldn't get in at all. So we didn't have anywhere else to go. And, you know, when you're young, when you're in your 20s, you're just like, well, no one's going to tell me what to do, right? I'm not going to be bossed around. When you're, you're young you think you can do anything and you can start over anywhere and you don't need anything so i was like well i guess we're just <laughs> gonna go to israel tomorrow morning because uh <laughs> you know, like you can't come here i can't go there there's apartheid over there there's a very suspicious uh, liberal democracy over here so we ended up here we didn't really have for that any um, plan to live here it was more of a uh political
0: it was political thing. A place for him a place for him to live and a place for you to work that was yes, what it came it down. Was
1: like, nobody, nobody's letting us in so we ended up here um yeah i mean i'm in a i live in a largely expat community so pretty much everyone in the couple kilometer radius is either from england australia the u.s canada you know South Africa, Scotland, wherever any English-speaking country you could think of—it's like all here. So I guess that's also, um, you know, if that's attractive because I find that interesting. I find other cultures really interesting. Um, yes. So that's that's what we're doing here. Ah,
0: see, uh, so my I favorite initially- things about two cultures. Yeah, my right. favorite things about two about cultures. My favorite two things are their food and their swearing. <laughs>
1: Right. right, right, right. I talk about my my, my daughter works in an office uh, down the street uh, until recently, where they're all Australian, and she's her English is obviously more Canadian influence, and she just cannot get over their swearing. Like she is just in stitches every day because what she thinks is funny, they're like, "No, we're legitimately swearing. Like we're actually swearing. I'm not going to use the words that we use." But oh yeah, we, we would like we would say that in Canada as a joke. Maybe we would call somebody that as a joke. But no, no, yeah, because, yeah, Australian so, swear words so, are really funny to us.
0: I think so. Yeah, sure. so, <laughs> so, my family so, so is family's Maltese, so our swear words are Arabic based, right? So I can right. actually swear oh. in Israeli.
1: Oh. I can That's actually a,
0: swear in Israeli.
1: My father's right? second my language is Arabic, and. Uh, His first language is Hebrew. Second language is Arabic, and he lives in Ottawa, so he actually speaks more Arabic than English because there's a large Arab population there now. Yeah. So he he swears in Arabic like that's those are all the words that I grew up on. Yeah. So so so
0: so you know as well as I do. Like like so when you hear like somebody there swear like from there, it like you can tell it's a curse because just the tongue, just the way the tongue just comes out, you're just like. I don't even know what you said, and it, I know it's yeah. bad. Like it just it just comes out of I know it's yeah. bad, right? If
1: you put that and translate right? it. It's not nice. Yeah, you, it's not It's a, very different. And you can, from English it,
0: yeah, yeah, and you can tell. You can tell right away because it just the way it comes out. Um and it's just like wow. Uh, and you, you, you actually almost feel your skin crawl. It was like, damn, there's something behind that. Like, there's really something behind. Well, that. it's also so like, much
1: more personal, right? Because it's your mother or your sister or your dad or your aunt. Like, they use a it, lot yeah. of personal relatives, which which is less common in English to get the relatives involved. <laughs> so, I, uh, uh,
0: it, it in the states, you sometimes get your mother involved. Like, that does happen uh, still. But yeah, like usually usually. Yeah, U.S. You, you will get that depending on what part of the country you're in, you'll still get that. Not sister is very Arabic, like 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 that's a very Arabic thing. Is just like sister, um, right? And it, again, but then it goes somewhere else, so you just like like Australia, even England, like British swearing is hilarious to me too. It's just they're they're not that different, right?
1: Maybe it's probably closer is, to Australia. Yeah. Yeah, and then she, and then. You know, and then, and then their expressions in general to us sound sound funny, which is which is again, you know that's not okay. We should be taking them seriously, but that's well, no, I mean, they laugh at but, my accent. Again. So I still get laughed at yeah. for saying washroom. You know, can I tell you how many times I've been laughed at for saying washroom like by Americans?
0: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
1: There's no washroom. What is only Canadians are looking for the washroom? What is wrong with you? And I've been here yeah. for so many. And I still say washroom, you know. I've that's tried. I, yeah, it's it, and, uh, It's a great. We get laughed. At. Like I think we yeah. get laughed at big because no one else says that but us. Um,
0: and, and, and then we and, get laughed. At. And then there's, yeah, it's it's okay. I mean, that's part of the fun, though. Like that's actually so, I think washroom, part of the fun because still
1: saying that in Calgary, we're still saying
0: it. Oh yeah, washrooms still said here. Um, Canadian like universal Canadian things, washroom shoes off at the door, right? That's, yeah. that's a, that's a universal, uh, yeah. Off it's a, universal I'm a freak yeah, absolute freak with the
1: shoes off at the door. Yeah. Yeah. There's yeah. another Canadian family, too. And th- yeah, they think we're
0: crazy. Yeah, because yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that, that's culture. That's that, that's culture. That's what you grew up with, right? So these are little things that just, they, again, you look at, compared to the rest of the world, I, I, I just marvel at the absurdity in a good way. We all have these little unique quirks that make us us. And they're awesome, right? I just mentioned I, swearing. I just have a, maple
1: syrup in my fridge. I do have real maple syrup in my fridge. <laughs> um, I do pay a crazy amount for real maple syrup that everyone laughs at, because um, imported, obviously, um, yeah. I do have salmon in the fridge. Um, I do make shepherd's pie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and nobody else. And
0: yeah, so I mean, I mean, we have those little things, right, that make you feel like you're at home and make you feel like you. And you know what? That's cool. And everybody else has those things too, which is neat. It's super neat. I, I and they're all different, which is, oh, again, I I, I think, again, the nature of the human nature in general, right? it's, It's oddly, it's both uniquely different and oddly universal at the same time, right? Because we all have the same core desires. It's just how they're expressed compared to where we're from, who we know, to some degree what we believe in. It's fascinating. Like it's just a fascinatingly different world, and it it makes it 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 makes things interesting in a good way.
1: Yeah, I think actually today there are a lot of people. I think like my family that the culture is very cosmopolitan. It's very mixed. It's very cosmopolitan. It's not like in my mother's day where like everyone she knows is from ottawa <laughs> that's everyone yeah. in her circle everyone she knows her parents grew up there she grew up there every single one of her friends is from there if you're from montreal it's already she feels like it's like that's exotic somehow like oh she's,
0: so
1: <laughs> <true>. <laughs> like, she's not like you know a pure brand like she'll go, like, okay did you know she moved from montreal when she was 10 or whatever like okay she's not an authentic um, Ottawa person, I get it. You know, she's mixed. Um, and you know, I don't think it's like that today. Because today, you know, everyone who comes in through my front door is gonna be like from somewhere else with different roots. And I, I just think the world in general, because of travel and the internet and Zoom and what we're doing now, you know, she. She wouldn't have had that opportunity, right? I mean she's 87. she would not have been sitting on a zoom with someone you know talking to people. So I think I think that's kind of I think that's I think there's a whole group of people like that who aren't really from anywhere in particular. Yes, yeah. but who have different um, threads and their personalities, different identities. I don't think we have one I don't I don't have one identity. I think we have different identities.
0: No. I, 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 think we all do. I, I, but I, I will say like, okay, I'm. I can speak of Calgary here. I think a little bit more than than in somewhere else. And that, um, are you from it,
1: Calgary?
0: It, the, the, no, you grew up there? I'm originally from. No. Oh, you didn't. Know I, that I, you? I'm from. I grew up in Ontario, much like you did, but I grew oh, up right, all over right, Ontario. Sorry. Yeah, Rick, right. yeah, 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 yeah. So, so for, so for me, I grew up, I grew up. So it's, so it's okay. I, I, I don't fault you. I, I, think at this point, I'll say it right now. Calgary's still more interesting I think, than where I grew. I grew up in primarily in London, Ontario, but I've lived in a whole bunch of cities. There, my I moved a lot as a kid. Uh, Windsor, Detroit, uh, Toronto. I've also lived in like places like Phoenix, Vancouver. Um, you know, I, I've lived and I've lived, I've lived in like these big places, these small towns. Um, and again, I've been, I've been forced to look at the world through a much broader lens because again, when you even just doing that, you just get exposed to the idea that people see the world differently than you do. Right. And you have to, and you don't have the luxury of picking and choosing what, what feels comfortable. You have to explore that world Um, coming back to Calgary. I've been here for two years. I'm not going to be here third. I'm taking the show legitimately on the road um, next year. Um, And when I do uh, it's partly because I'm, again, I'm looking for where I fit, but also I don't want like a lot of people here in particular seem very content to be to settle into their neighborhoods or their sections, uh, their sections of the city comfortably. That's great for them, but for me, I still have more to see, and there's still more I want to do, and and I don't, th- I'm not ready to live in an environment like that. And I was in San Diego, uh, California for the Comic Con there over the summer, and it, it was right, cool. But the thing that really struck me with that was, okay, I was in San Diego, even, ignore, even ignoring the con. Hello, Mr. Doggy i gonna take for mr doggy right. right there obviously calm down i guess if
1: she's prepared to leave the bomb shelter then she doesn't hear anything right there you go that's good yeah i guess like uh, they gotta have a dinner break sometime they've been firing all day <laughs> yeah <laughs> it sounds funny they do like you can tell them they've just taken a break like you just know they're all eating or having coffee or whatever like it, it's like oh, it yeah. sounds crazy <laughs> oh no!
0: It's it, it, hey, listen. It's true.
1: You on you, and you know that they're hungry now. They've gone on break, but it's totally true.
0: Yeah, no, it's totally part. Of, it's totally part <laughs> of the deal. Um, but I mean, I mean, and also, I mean, there comes a point where you know we got we we got a plan for tomorrow and and stuff. Yeah, I mean and I, I
1: know, know their times. I know their routines. It, like it's it sounds crazy, but you just know, like, oh, they get up early and then they like take a break. But yeah, anyway, I interrupted you. Go ahead.
0: No, no, okay. What I was saying, like in the week I was in San Diego, I had more human contact and more interaction in that week than I've had here in over a year, right?
1: Right.
0: So that that's. I feel like, and maybe again, I don't know if it's everywhere. It's I don't think it's everywhere in Canada, but I just got this impression that, um, like, at least here, people have been content with smaller circles, like really small circles here. And you're right, right? So I, I grew up, I said, I mentioned this, I grew up in London, Ontario. London, Ontario is notorious for the small circles where people would would, would get into like these little isolated clusters and that would be their world. Like what you're talking about with Ottawa, like I I, I think that's something that's very, uh, I honestly do think that's something that's very Canadian. Um, It's easy to comfortable in in a certain degree of a circle. And I'm just not that point in my life. Like, again, I'm in my midlife crisis. So I'm, I'm not ready for, I'm not ready. Like, maybe, maybe in about 10, 20 years, I'll want that small little bubble, but I'm not there yet. There's too much to see. There's too much to do. And there's too much
1: No, you're figuring out. You're going to stay like that. People like, yeah. like to always move around. Here, we stay like that. Yeah. <laughs>
0: you're not going to. I, I, I might. I might. I might.
1: Like kids limit you. You can't just like pick up kids and move them every year <laughs> know, for their own time. Oh, product. that I, makes I, it difficult for them. You can just put them in a new school every year. You might be limited by certain factors, but we always still um, travel as much as we can, go places. Like, yeah. you're, gonna, you're gonna always like it. But what do you mean by taking the show on the road? Like, you're gonna just. You're going to interview people more like street interviews?
0: So, I, uh, so legitimately speaking, I, uh, I don't, like I said, I don't know where I personally fit, like where I personally fit in the world. And I, so I'm going to go seek it out. So, I'm getting a, I'm getting a van at some point and I'm just going to, end for the, for the next, wherever, I'm just going to go wherever I feel called to go and I'm going to meet people and, and, and interview them off for the show. already started doing that like this like i've been doing if people have been watching and noticing my episode titles are my numbering has been scattered but i've already done travel episodes a lot of them here in calgary but some of them like in san diego some of them in okotoks and as i start traveling more and more and more i'm going to get more people and start doing more events i'm going to get more people and that's going to be the preferred format of doing the show if i do it long enough this way who knows maybe i'll go to your neck of the woods and maybe do this in person someday hopefully no no bombs but i mean yeah yeah the, the
1: the that's one thing i can tell you is that israel is a small country and it cannot yeah it cannot name bombs for very long won't won't go on yeah. because it just can't stop it. eventually they'll just do something scary to stop it like they can't they know you can't keep a tiny right think how small it is right it's like smaller than oh yeah New jersey you can't you you can't keep the home front in and everything shut down for too long. So eventually they'll just do something. I don't know what. I'm glad it's not my decision, but it's not it's something will stop it. Yeah, it's yeah. not like that. it's not like the US or something that could go look at Russia and Ukraine. There's no way that you can't have that here. You can't have a war going on for like a year. It's not no, Russia's no. huge, right? Now they can they can sustain that. But you can't sustain that. Ukraine is also huge.
0: Yeah, um, they can, kind good. of. But yeah, that, that that's deeper stuff. I'm saying it's good. I'm not saying
1: happily sustain it, but they can sustain it because it's a big enough country that you can that the civilians can continue living so far away that it's not directly impacting yeah. them every second. This place is too small, so yeah, yeah. We'll we'll finish it some, with something. I don't know. The Americans <laughs> moved a big warship. It was the first time. That's something I've never seen before. And I've been here for a long time. Um, my family originally came here in the 1880s. So I know a lot about the history here. And uh, there's a big American warship <laughs> that's just moved along the coast. So that's less common uh, for the U.S. to move any of their Middle Eastern assets here. And that be, this is off topic. It's not something I would put in your podcast necessarily. But that's a little scary because we certainly don't want to be starting a a World War Three uh, situation, so you know they're there for a reason. They're there to intimidate so that nobody else gets involved. Um, yeah. Uh, um, sometimes I, that can backfire, you know. Hopefully, it will well, well,
0: <laughs> well, 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 <laughs> like, 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 I, well, as as a wise person, not me, but a wise person, one said to me, "You can only control what you can control." And the rest will yeah. take care of itself. Right. And that, that's it. Right. And, and on some level, like, and this is going to sound really cheesy, really corny, right. On some level, it always kind of finds a way to work itself out. Um, right. In a process, in a nutshell, nothing stays the same forever. Nothing lasts forever. You have to kind of just like, um, y- it it's in it, in the storm. It I think the big thing is sometimes we forget that it's a, it it is a moment in time. It doesn't last forever. And you've been here before, like you yourself. You've been here before. You'll do it again. Hopefully, hopefully not, but probably at some point again. You'll be there. You, you go through it, and I hope not. Like I I legitimately hope not. But history has again. History has a way of repeating itself. The Um,
1: Europeans stopped fighting each other at some point. Oh, sure. I often take strength from that, that the Europeans fought each other. People forget, you know, Germany and France and England, and, you know, they fought for hundreds of years and they (laughs) don't fight now. So, uh, no, there'll be, you know, more peace agreements and the fighting will stop.
0: There will come a day. There will come a day. I'm hoping it's in our lifetime. There will come a day where a lot I am not, not just Israel, but things like Ukraine. Like these things will not be the regular thing anymore. Right? Yeah. There, there, there there will come a thing, time where that will be the case. Um it, but much like anything else in life, I've I've learned that it's a struggle to get there. We don't get there cleanly. We go through ups and downs, and we have and we uh and, and we learn, I think, I think the biggest thing I've learned in this life is, um, you know, I don't got much of a say in it. I don't have, and I, I say that it probably is a good thing because I probably would mess it up, right? There's not a lot of decisions I make that in the grand scheme of things matter, like change the world. And even the guys that have that power, they don't really have that much power either. What I've learned is, okay, what can I control? How I approach the day, how I see people, and how I introduce to interact with them, and
1: well, is that what you try to achieve with your podcast? Like, are you just trying to get more people to see different points of view and interact? Is that the sort of oh, open okay umbrella like message of it, or does it have a different,
0: a slightly different one? Okay, here's the thing: You are Gilla Green. You are a teacher. You are an author.
1: You pronounce that really well. I got to hand it to you because most people struggle with my name for at least yeah. three months. <laughs> yeah. Look at mine. That brilliantly. Yeah. Wow, so, yeah, the last name. yeah, that might be. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Panto- Pantoloresco. Pantalaresco.
0: Pantalaresco. Yeah. It sounds like Italian. Maltese. Sounds Italian. It's Maltese, but it sounds Italian yeah. for sure. Again, Malta is an interesting culture too because in every major war, we have been invaded. And for the most part conquered by somebody consequently um the maltese people probably have a little bit of everybody in them just based on the fact that everybody because malta is always important right consequently malta is always important in a major war so someone invades or someone tries to invade Whenever a major conflict happens, Roman empires there. The Greek empire was, the Greek, ancient Greeks were there. Uh, you know, Italians were there. Turk, like Middle East has been there many times. So, you know, the Germans tried to get there. The Russians have been there. The United States has been there. The England has been there. So it's got a long history of just different cultures hitting it. So what, I, what I've learned there? is that everybody. Ha-
1: have you gone have, to Malta?
0: I have not. I have not gone oh, to Malta yet. No. That's, That's-
1: no, you yeah, know. no I,
0: it is I, 2025 2024 okay. I'm going to be traveling traveling through Canada and the United States 2025 I haven't found what I'm looking for even if I do find what I'm looking for 2025 I at this point I'm going to England because I, I know the, what the, to tie this to what you're asking what the podcast stands for you're Gilla green you have a story. And we haven't talked about your books much. If you notice this in a near hour, we've talked, we've just, we we have talked, we have just uh, talked, right? I don't know. I don't know. Like, like, I don't know if you have a heavy religious background. I don't know your po- political party. I don't know a lot of the superficial stuff. What I had, what I got the privilege of doing with you today is we got to talk about a little bit of everything. I've made you laugh at some terrible jokes I, I I I've I've you call my dog I've, now. Yeah. I said hi to your dog. On, I, I I I said hi to your dog. Um I've I've got to experience a little bit of humanity with you and a not so fun time with you on your end of things. And I think the important thing there's so there's two important messages this podcast has done for, for as long as it's been around. It's like one you're no different than Marissa Mayer, Spider Robinson, Charles of the bigger author guests I've had, and that you're a person with a story to tell, right? And that matters. Because that's what we're trying to do as authors. As artists in general, we're trying to connect to people. And your connect, your desire to connect is no less important than anybody else's, right? That That's one of the biggest messages of the show, right? I, I don't care... Where you come from, I care about who you are. That's the oh, first.
1: Nice. That's really nice.
0: Yeah, that's the first thing. The second thing, and the second thing, and this is the other. This is the other thing. Um, I'm, you know, I'm quietly promoting the arts because it's something I'm, I'm, I'm in, into doing. Like, we're gonna plug your book when, when this conversation's all said and done. Right. It might be the only time we talk about your book in any great detail. OK, but I but but then we might we might we might get into it. We might get into it. Who knows? I I I don't. Again, when we started this conversation, there was no set plan.
1: Right. Right. But the whole country shut down. So <laughs> there's nothing. Open. Yeah, nothing. But it's like Corona, you know, in Corona, when you realize you can't do oh, it. Yeah. Because Canada was really strict too. I remember it was crazy. Well,
0: Canada was Canada was batshit insane strict, right, right, right.
1: I was like, if I wanted to go see my parents, like, you had to go to a hotel for fourteen days at your own expense, and it was just like, you, know, you had to go. To no, it was.
0: Hotel it, hotel. It, it, I'm it, like, well,
1: how am I supposed to do that? That's is crazy. I can't afford that. I can't go sit in a hotel for two weeks. Which well,
0: or, or 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 you do a lot of people and end up eventually ended up doing is they said fuck it. Right, I I don't give a shit. You can't like the thing about Canada is it's so big. If someone wants to really get away with something, they can because there's no it's, it's just too big of a country.
1: So well, how did they get away with it? They, right,
0: like, but, took hotels and then ran away like I or just they, they, or they would just they, they they would just they would just do their own thing. Look, I I would I would meet I, even when I worked during the pandemic. I was in Windsor, Ontario during the pandemic. I'm going to tell you something. A lot of people quietly bent slash broke all the rules because oh, they made right? no fucking sense. Oh yeah. <laughs> well, they made it right. right. They, they Like honestly, like there, there's going to be some Canadians that like that genuinely disagree with me, but a lot, but honestly, again, that's the other thing. Pandemic has taught me really, I could give a shit. I really could at this point in my life. It's just like, I, this is how I see it. I, okay. I'll give you a good example. Getting a haircut was a bitch, you know, during that, that year. So, so with all the lockdowns and shutdowns, well, people got bills to pay, right? People have bills to pay. So there's this barbershop. I'm not going to name names. So this barbershop publicly was closed publicly. Privately, you could get an appointment. You could literally get in through the back. No one gave a shit once you were inside. I mean, no one, right? Because there, because and and someone's listening to this that might have been like like affected by COVID. Let me tell you something. People had to pay their bills, like the bills didn't stop. When nobody the virus
1: reported hit. That there were cars parked there or anything.
0: No, no, no. Nobody no was one, like, no. hey, I don't
1: know if cars parked at uh, this the, the, place because I there
0: came, the, there came a point. There came a point with that. There just came a point with that that people understood that you know what people are going to do what they have to survive and no one begrudged yes. him that because again that like people are going to do what they have to survive no matter what the rules say. So you learn what you learn, what those gray areas are and you bend them. And it's not the only story I have from that time either. I got, I worked at a couple places that didn't give a shit about mass. I worked at a couple places that really gave a shit about mass. Right. So I'm, like i I saw, I saw, I saw like, Like, the thing is, when you have so many rules, what eventually dawns in your head, what eventually dawns in your head is there are no rules. Because it doesn't really matter, right? It doesn't really matter. Everybody is going to, again, because there comes a point where everybody's going to do what they have to survive. And again, I'm not condoning or condemning anyone for whatever choices they chose to make in that time. You had to do what you believed was right. But again, going back to something I said earlier, when you don't when you when trust erodes in system, people take matters into their own hands more and more and more and more. Now, that didn't mean everything was a punky dory. I lived in Windsor, Ontario. My grandmother was in Detroit. When my grandmother was in Detroit, I couldn't go see her. Like I, I really just couldn't go see her. And the thing is, I was fifteen, maybe I was twenty-five kilometers from her, if that. Like that, 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 like, and I could not cross that imaginary line. That still they just
1: burns.
0: Yeah, like, cross like, that border. They weren't just uh, like that. They, they were letting quote unquote um, essential workers to cross the border. That was it. And it was, it was that, that, and even then that even the, the procedures, a lot of them had to follow. Some of them were the, some of those things were absurd. So you couldn't cross that border. Especially well, like major Detroit.
1: Negative, even if you were tested and negative, you couldn't go over the border. No,
0: there there was there was a whole point that border was shut down for a good like they, they shut it down till like 2021. Then and they they opened it kind of with the vaccine. And then when the vaccine kind of went tits up, um they shut it down. They shut it down again. So Right, so I mean, I, I mean that's that's the that's the that's the I mean, and that's when Canada started doing their big protests with Ottawa and and Windsor and all these other places too. Like we like like Canadian a lot of like Canada's a lesson of what happens when you go too far on uh, on those on those kinds of things too. Like like in, again, this is my opinion, but I mean, I I watched it. I worked in I worked in it during it. A good chunk of it was just fucking absurd. Like there wasn't, there wasn't the accountability, not just from the top down. Just, just it got to a point where the rules made no sense. And when the rules made no sense to anybody to follow, people just started doing their own thing. And, and again, we're in a country that's big enough that you can't watch every nook and cranny. So. People are just going to do what they damn well please, right? Oh, and that's just. Plenty the, of
1: people here did whatever they want. Yeah,
0: exactly. You <laughs> know, because right, yeah, because
1: super strict people. I mean, there was nothing to do. If The schools closed. The schools closed. Like, you're, yeah, you can't make school open. You know, that's there's certain things you can't do what you want because you can't control. Them. Sure, but people here went in all different directions. Was oh. Super it, Frick. they were like literally you know washing their groceries before they brought them into the house hosing them down and like really or just like they do whatever they want I don't, I'm not paying any attention to this it was it's very hard to police an entire population of people it,
0: it, 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 as, long as, it, as long as it's very hard, it's absurd you can't right? You're just, a, yeah um, you can't when
1: you, you have 10 people in your backyard you can't have people – you know, they're going to phone the police every time you have more than 10 or more than whatever number they decided. And, and, and,
0: and, and again, where, where did that number come from? Like, where was this arbitrary decision, right? It, it, it got – like, yeah. the more you thought about it, the more nuts it got. So, I, like – I and this is why, like I said, at this point in the ballgame, I don't – whatever people chose to do, I don't knock them yeah, for people, it.
1: people did their best.
0: Yeah, that's it. Right. Like, they did their – like –
1: about it too about the vaccines either they said you were either you were a murderer for vaccinating your kids or you were a murderer for not vaccinating your kids like they put yeah yeah in, you, you, <laughs> a terrible situation where you didn't know. Well, you, you, <laughs> could,
0: you, you could you could you couldn't you could you couldn't win i i mean a lot of what i was watching with the vaccine was came from you you guys in, in, uh, right. in england because you guys were first you guys were not like the first country to do it and England was the second. So I like my my decision process. Again, I my dad's a natural So I got to watch. So for me personally, I got to watch um, the uh, um, what the hell the, the opioids. I got to watch my dad deal with the opioid crisis when it first came about in Windsor. Because he so I got to watch what happens when you when you put a substance into somebody and you see the consequences up close and personal so i was the kind of guy i I was never going to jump in and get the shot early because i've seen too many examples in my lifetime of things going wrong just with that alone not including anything else i've seen in my life And, and and that's just and i'm just witnessing it. not what my not what my father would see again he's a naturopath so he would he would come up try to come up with ways to wean people off this shit if it it, right if that really got addicted and and fell. So I got to watch this up close and personal. So I was, I was like, okay, I'm gonna do the smart thing. I'm gonna watch what happens with you guys. I'm gonna give it I'm gonna give it to a certain point. I'm gonna watch it and I'm gonna see how it goes. And, and I watched it and I saw how it went. And I made my decision accordingly. And that that that's all there is to it. But I don't knock anyone for whatever choices. Like I don't knock anyone for making a choice with what's best for them. I think looking back no matter which side of the fence you were on I am mad at people who tried to force other people to make a choice regardless of which choice they made themselves if that makes sense cuz I don't think that was right
1: Yeah it was very con- look it's still ongoing right they're trying to get you to get boosters cuz we're going back into winter and
0: Yeah they they're trying to make it they're well, trying to make
1: Ottawa, it- you know, I think my parents in Ottawa have had like Five shots or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Seven. So they just, they're like first in line for a gazillion. Yeah,
0: (laughs) yeah. But again, it's a culture thing, right? So I, at this this particular point in the ball game, like, I won't. But if you're going to do it, I mean, I wish you the best. I mean,
1: yeah, no, I said, like, that's enough. But I understand at their age, they're not going to say that. They're just going to, they're going to take.
0: I, 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 it it depends. It depends. It depends on, this is what I, this is what I, uh, I it depends, right? Well, 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 it it comes down to two things. It comes down like like I said, if you saw stuff like I saw, I don't care how old you are. You're not touching it. Right. But if you're, you're, if you, again, the natural inclination, when you're very health conscious, like if you're health conscious, regardless of, whether you're healthy, not healthy, whatever, your natural inclination the first is going to be I'm going to, I'm going to get the shot. Then that's going to be the natural one, whether it works or not, or that's not what we're talking about. But whether whatever the case may be, that's usually the common denominator, right? right? But there's again, but it depends on your history with the medical industry. Like has it t- taken care of you? You're probably going to get the shot.
1: If right, it, they're, yeah, it,
0: they're not cynical, it, If you, it, trust you're them, right? you trust Yeah, right.
1: Yeah, exactly, them. right. Well, now everything they've said has gone the way they've said it's going to go. So then you got no reason to exactly. be suspicious cynical because they, they've been caught.
0: Right, right. So. And, but, uh, yeah, exactly. And, and that's the thing, right? That's what it really comes down to. It's your history with the medical industry. If you had a good history with them. Right. If, if you have a good history with them, you're probably going to trust them ish. I don't think they're as trusted now as they were a few years ago, but that's again, neither here nor there. Um, But if you have a history where it has gone AWOL, like it has gone awry, you're not going to be so quick. And that's and that's legitimately, and, and again, I see both sides of it. You know, I, again, I didn't, I understood people that did. And I don't knock anyone that made that made whatever choices they made. Again, at the end of the day, it's about what's best for you, right? And
1: yeah. like let's say if you're a parent, you've got to make choices for kids, right? So it's a different you gotta think, okay, you know, this is your kid and now you gotta make the decision and you don't really know when it's yourself. You know, it's more complicated when it's for other people. So what
0: I what I do
1: and then there's pressure, right? Because they, they want to want to the school. And they say, well, you can't open the school if, if you guys are vaccinated. So then parents were putting pressure on other parents. Like, just do it so we could get them back at school. It's like, it, yeah, you, you, it got really complicated. Now, obviously, oh, oh, that's that. It doesn't exist anymore. Like, that's all gone. Like, no one's. I, 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 here, it's gone. I don't know about over there. But here, uh, oh, oh,
0: well, you can either get the shot I, or not,
1: but to.
0: So, so it, it's, it's been politicized over here. Like I said, like I, I have a very, like again, I per, personal note, I, I wouldn't do it, but again, I'm not, again, I'm not knocking when it does. Right. But that's, that's a rare, that's a rare thing. A lot of Canadians would, would, would look at me as, I guess, selfish or a conspiracy theorist or something to that effect at this point in the ballgame. I, again, I, I can only go by the history I've seen and the things I've read and like i said and one of the biggest things i read was you guys i watched you guys very closely and what happened with you so i went i went with that what
1: happened is that every it all went away and then it all came back
0: yeah yeah well yeah yeah oh,
1: okay i guess everyone needs another one this is what happened right you saw the number drop oh yeah oh look it worked it's all gone and then it all went back. And I was like, oh, I guess it just where that yeah well, That's basically what yeah,
0: happened.
1: No, it, it, it that, that, that's
0: weird. what, that's basically
1: what happened.
0: Yeah, yeah no, it, yeah, I, I watched it. Like when we were, when we were trying to force everybody here to do it, you guys are already on, on your third shot. You were the first country to be there. I was like, how is that going to work? Right. And then you guys got <laughs> to your fourth shot. And I was like, I was like, yeah, no, okay. Well, after- there was no, there was no more, um, There's no more pressure to it? get that another was shot. That was was that, that,
1: that, they actually came out and said, you know what? It's not really, it's not really making a difference. Either this doesn't work at all or it works, oh. but it only works temporarily.
0: Yeah, exactly. Right? So, I mean, so, and and that's, and that's what, that's what you, that's what most of the world has come to here. Canada, the United States, um, this, this is the money aspect of the medical industry um i i think it's because they they've put in so much money into these things that they're trying to get their money back that that's my that is that is my crazy theory that's why it's advertised here a little bit differently than it is anywhere else in the world um world's mostly moved on here yeah i mean
1: moved on like, you want to go get a shot tomorrow you can but nobody's talking about it or nobody,
0: telling you? no no no, nobody, no 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 wait nobody cares nobody cares nobody right cares. so no. and, 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 right here you'll still see like i saw a football commercial on the football about getting your like winter booster shot kind of thing and and like i said it was very politicized over here it, and and uh it was very very politicized and again it's created it it created rifts here that weren't that did not exist pre pandemic That's the one thing I will say about it. Uh, um,
1: That's sad. Whatever. The world now has become uh, politicized. You can't just disagree. Right? When we were growing up, when I was growing up, you could just disagree. (laughs) And it didn't make you Satan. And it didn't make you an angel. You just disagreed. it was like, okay. And now it's like if you disagree, it's like then you're a bad person because you don't think
0: the way I think it's really bad. That's bad. No, it it, <sighs> it it it's, it's become very sad because you, you, you try to look for, again, like we talked about earlier, nuance, like there's nuance to everything, right? No one makes a choice for this one dimensional reason ever, right? They're looking for, again, at the end of the day, most of us are just trying to do the best we can. I would say 90% of people are doing it that at least not 90 I don't really give a shit with part of people. With the resources
1: that they have. That's
0: it. That's that's it. That's the only one. Yeah. and, and, And honestly, where it would be better to get like find people for help. This goes back to your community stuff right now. Now you got a lot of people like getting into like picking a side of well, I like this guy better because of whatever reason, right? And I'm like, I, I again, I have a very simple lens. Can I? Are you being straight with me? And can I? And, and are you accountable? And it's a really, really again. And when I look at my political, again, that's why politically I'm an atheist because it's just like, like, uh, like I look at it and go, none of you can pass that test. And it's an easy test. Like, can you just be honest with me? And can you be accountable for your own bullshit, right? That's all i want i don't really care what your party is if you right that's what i want i can't find it so i think you're all shit man that's that's that, 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 that's it right and so that it's a very simple yeah. it's a very s- simplistic view but it's also just like it's the only way i measure people i measure people not by i measure you by again we, i again i've had this conversation with you for over an hour right you're you're, you're in a I very intelligent them. woman Right, right. You're a very intelligent woman. You have your you have your own opinions about things. You've seen the world. You've seen more of the world than I have. So you're probably wiser. I'm right. I'm, I'm going to give you probably because I don't know you that well yet. Right. So
1: I hope <laughs> I, I learned something.
0: Yeah, 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 yeah. That's it, right? You you, you hope help so, me. right? Yeah. Sometimes I, I wonder. Some sometimes I wonder, especially you know, it's like, like you know. It's,
1: it's Right. You gotta, you gotta feel like you, because every teacher knows that you're always teaching something beyond whatever subject you're teaching. You know, the class is looking at you even though I'm trying to teach them how to speak English and they have really varied backgrounds. They can be, they can be Russian or Ukrainian or Ethiopian or French or Israeli, like Hebrew, Hebrew speaking Israelis. Um, they can have so many backgrounds. Um, but you know that you're always teaching them more than English, right? Because they're looking to, you You know, what what materials are you going to use? What kind of texts are you going to use? You know, some teachers are, you know, they're really into the environment. So every text is really pro environment, right? It's going to, whatever you think is going to leak into what you choose to teach, what assignments you choose to give, right? If you're very, into the environment, you're going to be constantly giving those kind of assignments because you have leeway in, you know, English is a language. So, language has <laughs> thousands of subjects. What do you want to teach, right? What do you want to give over to to all these different oh, yeah. um, young students? So, you hope you have some, some wisdom because you're you know what, for good or for bad, you're influencing. Um, yeah,
0: people. well, well, I mean, teachers are much, are, even actually this will be a good say we can finally get to your books eventually, but we'll yes. talk teaching for a second here.
1: Okay.
0: Um, we'll talk teaching you for a minute. We'll get, we'll get to your books. Wrap, then we'll wrap this up. But um, teachers, much like writers and other artists are putting themselves into their work. The best teachers use themselves as kind of like the, the as a template to teach. Right. And you know, and you go out there, you, you, you put yourself out there and you know, you're going to be like, well, this is this is me today with the whatever materials I I'm, I'm teaching them, right? You're probably not teaching them any of the swear words in in in, in English, no. right? Probably you're probably not allowed to do that. I'm sure they figured that shit out on their own, but yeah, they got um, that. On. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so, but but you but 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 you but the thing is, in teaching them to communicate with each other, you're forming again, ultimately, you're forming connections with your students. Students, and they're going to trust you, right? They're they're trusting you to help them, and that's that's important. They want to have that connection so that they can understand and go out into the world better prepared to deal with you know crazy English speakers like myself and going well. How, how do I deal with this it's guy? It's
1: such an yeah. important course, course for them because every every university student today knows that they if whatever their career is computers business nursing they need to have a certain amount of English today it's not like 50 years ago that they have to be able to go online they have to be able to zoom with people overseas they got to be able to you know update their research like English is the international language so yep it's really important to them you know as much as it's so hard for so many of them right
0: Because English makes no sense. That's the other thing too. English actually makes no sense. It's it's
1: such an idiomatic language, right? You don't. we don't mean what we say. Everything is an expression or an idiom. We just do not mean what we say. And they translate. They sit there with their electronic dictionaries or even now they have that translate sentences at a time. And it makes no sense to them because we're completely idiomatic.
0: Yeah, no, it's so true, right? It makes no sense. So that's the thing that's why the relationship the keyboard is why english is universal that is why because the, the keyboard is what has made english go worldwide i realized that a long time ago because it's it's how the computer when the computer became important uh english became important and even though even though like mandarin mandarin's a good language to learn there's some arabic like dialects that are really good to learn too um there's also, like, like Hindi in, in India, like, like, for, like, just the worldwide, there's Spanish, right? And even to a lesser extent now these days, French, though not as important as it once was, it's still actually spoken by a lot of people. There are other languages that are very important, but because of the keyboard, English has kind of taken, it has taken number one. Um, and, you know, and, and even though I I think, honestly, like, North America's legacy, if, an empire rises and falls. It's gonna be the keyboard. Interesting, right? Yeah. That's I'm, my theory. That's my theory.
1: Yeah, it's right. It's yeah. I mean, we could also because the language is a culture. So you're trying to, to teach them. I can see in my own head their whole. I can see in myself. You, do you speak another language, like French, or so when you when you speak com- another com- language, yeah, your mannerisms changes, the jokes change. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, everything your, changes. Your
0: thinking changes. Your thinking, your thinking changes. changes. So
1: you're, you're trying to give them the culture with the language as well, because you want to speak English like an English speaker. You don't want to speak English like a different type of speaker so that you're really communicating, so that what's polite in English is you're going to use that, even though to you it might seem excessively polite, right? Just like if we're sometimes if we're talking to British people, they might seem excessively polite to us. Or Americans might seem excessively direct because their their English is more direct.
0: Yeah. Canadians,
1: Canadians are kind of in the middle. Some people tell me they find even Canadians to be a little bit, a little, not cold, but a little more standoffish, let's say, than Americans.
0: Dispassion. Uh,
1: yeah, a little more apathetic, but we're a little more.
0: We're, more, we're, we're a little bit more blah. Yeah. Blah.
1: Yeah. That, that, yeah. That, that,
0: that, that's 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 word like like okay a Brit a Brit you can feel it you can feel their passion they're nice about it ish okay they can they can be like I I, I don't know I I've, I've had, had a few have that too. they have that,
1: that oh yeah That cynical humor that's very yeah they,
0: they have <laughs> a certain cynical humor they have a certain cynical humor that's fun uh Irish the Irish and Scottish same thing never piss off a Scotsman I've learned that, I've learned that one like, that, <laughs> the stuff that comes out of there is good um, Never piss off discussing. Um, but, um, but at the same time, like there's a personality with every part of English in the world. Right. So Canadian, Canadian, I had I had a theory about Can- Canadians and, and, and Canada. And I think, I think this is part of our charm, but also I think, again, something I, because we are still a young nation compared to most of the world. Right. Is I don't, we haven't fully connected with who we are. Like, who are we? Like, the like, United States is very direct, up front, in your face, but it's who they are. Like, a little cynical, the cynical humor of Britain, it's who they are. I think, I think, Cana- I think a lot of Canadians are very, I wouldn't say tepid's the right word, but they're hesitant to be, they're hesitant to show their passion right away. Yeah. Right. Whereas uh-huh. I think a lot of the other, I th- Right. Whereas a lot of other cultures have no problem telling you who they are and where they stand for right off the bat. Like I make no bones about it. This is who I am. Want a beer? And that's literally every other country in the world. Whereas Canadians are like, want a beer? All right. Who are you? We're figuring that out. We're figuring that out. still. you know, and, and, and that's okay. Right. I, I think, I think, I think as we develop more history, Right. As we develop more of a history of our own history and our own story in the world, I think the Canadian identity will become a lot more pronounced. Right. And
1: i I that definitely leads into my books because I've definitely had um, Americans read my books and say, wow, you know, like your culture is really so different. You know, they they a lot of them also tend to think it's almost as likely the same and it's really not. And so Canadian literature, it is is important, right? Those stories, you know, none of of my books are going to take place in the States, Um, even though that would probably sell better and be easier to publish and, you know, et cetera. I remember even with White Zion, which is like a collection, a British publisher saying, if you could just have this take place in London, you know, we would take it. Um, And it's like, but it's Ottawa, <laughs> it's not London. I cannot turn it into London, you know, that's not gonna happen. So, and that's that's not who I am and that's not what I wanna do. You know, you get when you get into that whole thing with publishing, like you were saying about politics, it also becomes a lot of like, there's a lot of that. Like, if you would do that, I would take it. And if you would do this and it's like, okay, but I don't wanna do that. Sure. I, I wanna be an author. I don't want to change the location to the uk even though yeah that would make it more marketable it's you know etc i don't want to do that you're going to have that in every industry um, sure people are asking you to do things you don't want to do and you're to ask yourself are you in it for the higher chance of you know publicity or are you like you said are you trying to tell your story this is my story and i'm not changing it um because it's more trendy right now if i do this or do that. And I'm not looking to be trendy. So I've had that well, a lot.
0: It, 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 it depends on the book. This is this is my my, my only, it's the only kind of rebuttal I'm going to have. Like, okay, so I have a novel I've submitted. It takes place in a parallel universe, Vancouver. It does not have to be a parallel universe, Vancouver. It could be a parallel universe, Zimbabwe. It doesn't really matter, right? right? Because in this particular story, because I have mystical places, like I got, I have a an alternative. So, the, just in my novel, it's about basically a uh, a night witch killing evil versions of knights of the round. So I go to some mystical. A night place. witch. A night witch. Do you know? Do you know who they are?
1: That's something different from a witch.
0: So the night witches were it's a real history oh there night are witches. night witches i thought yeah. you were
1: like
0: hey, no no know. no I'll, I'll, tell, I'll tell you it's, it's a cool story i think you'll like i think you'll appreciate it so during world war ii the russians were getting devastated by the germans right so to the point that there weren't enough men to actually fight the war so they would have these women okay fight them and they would give these what they didn't give these women anything they gave them these really crappy wooden planes i mean they were garbage it was all they had so they couldn't fight the germans during the daytime they couldn't because the planes would just get shot out of the sky but what they realized was very quickly that at night no one could see the planes and they were very maneuverable so they were hard because you couldn't see them you couldn't catch them because they were too maneuverable compared to the modern plane so the so the women would actually at night they would load up with bombs they would go to the Germans they would bomb three times a night, right? And all they could hear is this whistle, like from the plane up from the plane. That that's when they knew they were coming, right? Most successful unit in the Russian army in World War II. They only had forty-eight casualties in four years, which is which when you compare that to any other troop. Oh, they 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 did very well. Like the, the, those women were badass. Like they were legitimate badasses. So I took a con like that in concept, and I just it like created like an evil version of the night of the Round. Now again, it has a bit of a Canadian flavor. I had Vancouver in it, but Vancouver isn't necessary for my story. So a publisher went to me. Hey, listen, we want it to take place in Jerusalem. Okay, I like, I wouldn't have a problem with it because. It's not the core concept of the story that I need to keep. With books, right. you got to kind of, right? With like, with the. Like
1: they would speak differently. I mean, all the dialogue would be different. You can't oh, no, I'm just. As so I said, I said, you you can't just turn Canadians into British people. You would have no. to change every single sentence. You it, We don't even phrase ourselves.
0: Oh, absolutely! Like no 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 no, South
1: no, 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 African husband. I can tell you that his English is not my English. Like South African English is like a whole other thing happening. Oh, absolutely! Afrikaans in it, and it's uh, not anymore. It used to. Now he's a lot older. But when I first met him, when it had certain like Zulu words and African words in it, that I would just be like, "I'm sorry, I do not know what you're saying." You know, you can't just. Um, I hear what you're saying. That makes sense. But let's say in a short story, you'd have to change all the dialogue. I oh, mean, no, no,
0: no, no. Abso- no, absolutely. No, no, absolutely. The whole
1: atmosphere of those stories in White Zion also was Ottawa, the cold, the winter. The whole atmosphere I, is different. I, I, right?
0: No, no. And, and, and that's and that's my point. Like Like some stories, you can do that. Some stories, you can't. And you got to be honest about what those because ultimately also it's about what you want to say at the end of the day right too right my i have a much more i have a much more like i have a basic universal concept that can be said anywhere at any time yeah,
1: that's there's nothing great. wrong with that, that that's right. published is that like a book,
0: book? Uh, I, it's right now in an agent's hands right now so wow. if not i have other i have other plans but like
1: oh, okay i can't if, like, like so if
0: yeah, not 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 yet. I have other books you can order through Amazon, oh, right? But okay. again, but but the thing, but the thing is, right? When you look at when you look at again, is it, the decisions you have to make with a book, right? Is who do, like who do you, what is this book really about? Why do I care about it so much? Like for you, and I can I can see this, all right? Like just based on this little conversation, right? Home matters to you not just Israel home. But the place home you grew matters. up in. The reason, or, like,
1: y- yeah, yeah it, it does. Matters to me. That I have one book that's completely takes place in um South Africa's Kruger National Park. And I had to spend a lot yeah. of time putting myself in that place because I'm not from there. And um it's it's a environmental, it's um like it's like a YA environmental book about elephant extinction. And I had to really just hmm immerse myself in elephant extinction and why like that's how naive I was when I first started looking into it this was maybe I guess two eighteen, it came out in 2019 so it probably took me you know a year to write or something I th- didn't even think it was a thing anymore that's how naive I was, I was oh yeah like, oh, no still want ivory like isn't that like out meanwhile no no, <laughs> no it's still this huge massive industry huge massive demand and i really i wanted you know i i made sure that um i had south africans who go to kruger park um at least four times a year read it because i wanted to make sure that you were there on this safari and that it wasn't like you were sort of there i wanted to make sure that it was really authentic and there wouldn't be oh, anything yeah. that would be there i'm really into place i think place is really important i think that that's something overlooked by a lot of like newer authors or even less new authors that people's favorite books. If I, I, I bet you, you know, almost a hundred percent that when I ask you your favorite book, you're going to right away tell me like the place and the time, like it's so important Mm -hmm. to people. like, Oh, I was, you know, it was 1950 and it was, you know, right after, you know, this war in the U S or it was in Japan or it was in, the, the place and the time is really going to stick with you. Or, or like you said, oh. a, a futuristic place or a, a fantasy place. It sticks with us more than we think. I know that we talk a lot about character and you identify with character and you have to really relate to the character. But I think that place is a character.
0: It is. In novel. And, and it, it novel. And, and it shapes. Well, even in real life, place shapes who you are. Right, right. Place absolutely.
1: I got for that. So let's say in my new book, which isn't out yet, was the reason I approached you in the first place called With a Good Eye. I was trying, really trying to take people to this Ottawa of like the 80s. It was the 80s. It was so not, you know, I see my kids now and it's just like, I don't know what social media they're on and like it's so different. Their whole teenage experience is radically different, right? Because it's TikTok oh, and it's it's like your reels and you're this and I don't even know <laughs> what is happening. It's going so fast. I, uh, Instagram, Snapchat, now it's TikTok, and I can't keep up with it. And it, it's it, it's a such a different everything they do is done differently. Everything they the way they organize everything, everything. So I really wanted to take people back. To what it was like then. What was important to me about this book, it took me a long time to write this book because I would start writing it and then I would send it to some beta readers and they would be like, no, like it, it, all the characters were too two-dimensional. They were either too mean, too this, too that. It just didn't work. So I would put it aside and then I'd write a different book. And I would go back to it, and then if it didn't work again, and then I would write another book. I would go back to it, and at a certain point, I even thought maybe I can't write this book. Like maybe, maybe I just can't. Maybe I'm not talented enough to write this book. Um, Until I actually sent it. I was using this. uh, She's also a Canadian writer and editor. I don't know if you've heard of her, Pearl Luke. I haven't used her. her. Well, she's a very talented um, writer and editor. I'm pretty sure she lives in Vancouver now. I was used, I'd used her to edit some of my stuff. And eventually, at one point, I sent her a draft and she said, You know what? You're trying to write two books. This is, I think, the problem. You're actually trying to tell so much in this one book. Um, so it's not working. And that actually solved my whole problem. I literally just cut out this whole message that I was trying to say with this whole other characters and put it in for another book and just focused on one part of it. And then things started to fall into place. And I had some great video readers. One was in, I like to use people from different places. So one was like either, either she was always in Mexico or she was always in Switzerland. And the other one was either in the U S or always in Holland. And they're both much younger than I am. And they had such different perspectives. I really think it added to the book when you have readers who are so different, um, really different places. We do these zooms and everyone was really in a different place. But like you said, But the same you know we all were into writing and doing each other's books um and the message of this book really i was trying to write about what it's like um to have parents the sort of the effects of ptsd from trauma from military trauma if you have a father or a mother who's been through really horrific uh military experiences I don't think for me i hadn't read anything i'm a huge reader um, enough about how that affects the kids what's it like because now these are words everyone's familiar with everyone says the word narcissist everyone says the word ptsd and trauma these are really common words but when i was growing up these were not words at all (laughs) these are not words that anybody heard i never heard those words i didn't you know there was nowhere to put what what was going on. So I was trying to write about the effects of um, narcissism and PTSD on kids and also um, what it's like when there's a criminal element um, to your parents that's very confusing for young kids and sort of where to put that and how, how does that work when you're just like a regular kid in this really little conservative kind of town but your parents are so farther off than, you know, literally anywhere else, you know, and there's no internet. and there, We don't have this language. So that's what I was trying to do with this heroine is she's got these two really like out there parents with really no way to to deal with that. And so that's, that's part of a lot of what With a Good Eye is about. Um, I think she's, I think I made her 19 or 20 and she's got to get through that. And I hope it has you know, a hopeful message and a bit interesting. Um, I made them also, I think a lot of people certainly in North America have a stereotype about um, Jewish people that they're sort of all have a European background. They're all, you know, what we call Ashkenazi Jews, which is more of a white European background, either from Russia or Germany, from Europe. And actually, there are all these other Jews (laughs) from the Middle East and Arabic countries. um, And obviously Israel or pre Israel, my my great grandparents are from Yemen, um, which is North Africa. So I tried to make them that kind of family. When I was growing up, I think I was asked every like five minutes (laughs) if I was Italian or if I was Greek, like all day long. Um, just, I couldn't even convince people that I wasn't Greek or Italian. My name didn't help because that could mean anything, right? Like that could be Italian, right? Like Gila could be Italian, could be, oh, just everywhere. People would come up to me, speak to me in Italian, you know, speak to me in Greek. It was just a constant thing where it was like, I'm not Greek. I'm not Italian. I can't help you. I don't know what you're saying. Um, So I wanted the heroine to also have that, there's this kind of stereotype that um, there's a certain background to Jewish people, which is, of course, completely wrong, right? They're from Iran, and they're from Iraq, and they're from Libya, and they're from Lebanon, and they're from all these places. So that was an important part of the story was her identity. Um, Yeah, and Ottawa was important. So that was probably probably my only book where the whole thing takes place um in ottawa there's no um there's no other place and a lot of my other novels i migrate around um king of the class my first novel which was published in vancouver is a completely futuristic novel It imagined like an israel of the future that was divided into two states and a man-made island and it was a completely futuristic satire um of a country that couldn't get along and divided and became a one very, very secular staunchly secular country and then one super, super religious country. They'd had a civil war. And so it was this kind of futuristic imagined place where sort of religion and secular couldn't get along anymore and had to have a civil war and like break up. So it was like two states, two Jewish states and then a man-made island off the coast. Um, so that was a completely different thing. and white zion goes all the way back to ottoman empire british mandate palestine it's, it goes completely historical sort of migrate around like i said one takes place to south africa so this was really like a return to a story i'd been trying to tell for a long time and just couldn't um it just was never was never good i could tell from the beta reactions that this was not working and i needed to i need to be a better writer i need to improve my skills i need to write more maybe i needed more I needed to grow up. I don't know. I needed something more because it's not easy to portray um, mental illness. It's very difficult because you can fall into a stereotype easily. And these people are nuanced. You know, they're not stupid and they're not just crazy. They're actual three dimensional people. So you've got to get that nuance. It's really important so that they're real people. And I think mental illness is very, for me anyway, it was hard on the page that way.
0: So Of the three things you mentioned earlier, PTSD was the only one that might have been heard back in the day. Of the three, the rest of them not so much, but PTSD maybe because it was that came around. I think after the Vietnam War. That's how old I am. That's how old I. I can remember that shit. But um, the big thing about like mental illness in the '80s and I will say early '90s, not late '90s for early '90s. Like, if you had it, if you had something, right, I you would try to, I wouldn't say, you wouldn't necessarily think something was wrong. Because again, it would be normal for you, exactly. right? It would, it, exactly. right? It, it would be normal.
1: Be hard on the page, right?
0: Right. So, so, so the, so the challenge, so, I mean, from what it sound, from what it sounds like here for you, now, I don't know why, I don't know the whole all of the whys and why you care so much, but you really cared about this novel very much. And probably what happened, like you said, you you wanted to put so much into it, it was like, it was like you had too much for what you were really trying to tell. And when when someone was pointed it out to you, I don't think it was ever about you being good enough to write it. I think it was just, um, one of the hardest things sometimes with a book is figuring out what the book actually needs. Right. Like, 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 what's the story am I really telling here? Right. And for, again, every book has, every book is different. Like every book is different. Every book has different needs. So for your book, it was just like, and again, probably because of you caring about this as much as you cared about it. You were like, I need to get all this in there. And the story was like, no, 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 no. You just need this. The rest of this doesn't matter. You need this. But you had to get to that space. When you realize that, right? I I I think it's one of the most common. I then you're talking to a guy that likes doing like these short little pulpy esque kind of stories. Is like I like these like meat and potatoes. What's the story really about? Let's tell that story, right?
1: Like my comment, it's like so short, so terse. So if you look at the few blurbs I've received now. It's, I don't know if you had a chance to open it. I, I know I sent you the ARC. And-
0: I, I, I I. 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 didn't.
1: Very, very I, it's, I get that a lot, too. Yeah. I get, like, it's very restrained. It's very short. I also just like these really... Someone once told me that I just like people to read and feel like they've just been, like, punched in the gut. <laughs> I just like this very <laughs> sort of short. I was just kind of like, boom. That could be. <laughs> That's not how I think of it is.
0: Well, well, the, I, I think it's also just a product for a time. Like I, okay, back in my day, and shut up, claps. Back in my day, like I, when I, re- I I'm a big sci-fi guy. Right? I'm a big sci-fi fantasy guy, but I would read the older science fiction, and the older stuff was quick, right? Now, now, yeah. I'm not gonna say all of it.
1: Oh, being a Canadian literature major, and it was all Alice Munro, and it was all, these were short.
0: Yeah, the, because again, what mattered was just getting. What was the story I'm telling on the page? Fiction. Don't get me wrong. There is. A, there's definitely. I'm, I'm reading a uh, Christopher Pellini right now. It, 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 or like one of his sci-fi books. It's a monster. Like it's a freaking monster. It's a brick, right? right. I can. I, I I could use it as a weapon <laughs> of mass destruction. It's that big of a book, right? Right. But, 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 it's right for that story. I'm not. I'm not criticizing the story, but I don't necessarily always want to read something like this either. I like shorter stories. I like stuff that just really, I want to get into it, tell my story, get off the page. And if you do it right, you can, you can, it's amazing how, I, I, I say this, I say this nicely. It's amazing how much you can connect with people with with very little. And I think there's an art form to it. And I think we're in an age in an age today when I have video games and I have other things that can distract me like this magical tricorder. We call a phone. Mm-hmm. Right. I, I want something that grabs you. I want something that makes you feel I want to, and I want to hook you as quickly as possible. And I don't want this big obnoxious novel. Like, 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 like I, I don't see myself now. I say that now the next year I write a 200,000 word opus and I'm like, I have a problem, but, um, yeah, I I, I I like I like my novels. I like when I write my novels to be between fifty and seventy thousand words. I'm Actually probably closer to fifty and sixty thousand words. Because
1: that's like all my novels.
0: Yeah, because you don't you don't need you don't need this super dense like a lot of times a lot of times you don't now, again there are exceptions. I'm not gonna say that there isn't a place i I, I, I like Brandon Sanderson and Brandon Sanderson also makes massive bricks as weapons that could be also known as books. But, but uh, I, the, it I, I don't always need, I don't always need to read those. I love my Terry Pratchett's. I love my small Rogers of Lasney is someone I really love as a writer because he's, he's so succinct and says so much and so little. And I think, I think at this point, I think a really good storytelling is what you don't say, all. like clearly on the page. You just put the picture in someone's head, and you can do that with very little. And again, I, I, it took me a long time to figure this stuff out. Like I said, I, I, I don't—I question my own whole wisdom thing. But that's—but—but but what I realized is the secret to that is you figure out what you really care about in the story and everything is about what you care about. And that's it. That is, that, and then you'll take care of the rest. That care, that passion will take care of the st- structure that you're creating. If that makes sense. Well,
1: I've always, yeah, no, it does. I've always taken it that if it doesn't, if that line doesn't absolutely have to be there, then it has to go. Mm-hmm. Like everything that's there has to be there. And I guess, I expect the reader to work. Like, I want people to read between the lines. And I want people maybe to take different things away from it. And you, yeah, you've got to work with me. It's an active, it's not an Olympic sport, but it's an active, like, you need to read what I'm saying and get what I'm not saying. I remember when yeah. I said to the editor, she was like, Are you implying this, this, and this? And I'm like, I absolutely am, and I'm so glad, but it's completely implied. It's not there at all, and I no. was happy that someone picked it up, and that's what I want. I think maybe people comment that way because that's not the current style. If you read the kind of New York Times bestseller, really popular fiction books, it, they're they're dead, and they're telling you everything. You don't have to think a tremendous amount. You got everything, what they're wearing, how they're acting, like everything, how they look, that's kind of, I guess what's in but like you said i think it also comes from that 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 is how i saw the i guess the original you know obviously in canada you read a lot of canadian literature and that's that's what we were reading like back in the day um man maybe mm-hmm. that's you know not anymore so i i hope you get a chance to read it i hope you um i'd love to hear what you think about
0: I, it i i i i, 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 I promise i promise you i'll read it i i i I After meeting I you today, I just was like,
1: <laughs> "Yeah, promising." No, no, as I'll, 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 I'll The second no, no, half, no, no. I, I, I have your book, and that, that's supposed to come out in twenty twenty five. I'm kind of happy now that I wrote this stuff because now, right, as a writer, every time I submit an essay or anything, now I have to click, you know, do I promise this wasn't written by? ai or chat gpt like at least i know that i wrote my my books before now i don't know if you're encountering that now everything uh, if i try to submit an essay or something it's all Oh no it's part of
0: the it's part of the culture now yes i here's how i here's how i look at it and see it today um ai, AI has changed the game Good, bad, and yeah. different. I've talked about it in uh, other it other podcasts. Oh, yeah. No, no, it, absolutely. Um, AI is I, what I point out to a lot of people is AI has been writing for years, even before Chat TPT. It just, it was in a very, it was in a much smaller capacity than it is right this minute. But we're still, so I feel like AI right now is in the Napster phase of its development. In the sense that we're still figuring out how we're going to use it legally, like however that looks like, that's where we're at. That that that's where we're at right now. Um, I I don't. I, I they've they've ruled it over in the states as um, public domain, all of it. So that's that's the first step. Now obviously there's going to be evolutions of it accordingly, but with that first step, there's going to be. I, I, I do see AI coming for art and it, like being parts in parts of art in the future. And a lot of my people listening is going to disagree with that, but I do see it. That said, I, I, that doesn't necessarily mean it's a bad thing. I, I've. I don't yeah.
1: think you can stop it. I, 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 there's a lot of debate with teachers in the classroom. I say to them, you know what? Maybe I should just have to teach them how to use it properly. They're going to use it. Like the students. You yeah. Tell them no, Paragraphs. They're going to go home and use it.
0: But what? But what? I I don't know what it's like over there teaching. Uh, My my. But I remember again, more talking to clouds back in my day. Bullshit. There was a lot more emphasis on teaching people to solve their own problems when I was in school than there is today. Mm. Um. I I I I think honestly, going back to that concept, even though you have to evolve it for today. Like you'd have to evolve the idea of that that's for the day, but that concept's a good idea because look, in terms of access of information, like we are like the generations that are following us have way more access to more knowledge than we've ever had in our lives. But do they have the wisdom to use it to solve their own problems? That's what needs to be taught. That's what really truly needs to be taught. It's not, not just the tools. But how to think about using them? How to use your imagination to enhance these things to help solve problems. Cause that I think there's some real there's some real merit to that.
1: So if you if that's you, not you, there, yeah, give you a plot idea, like, you know, what is that yeah. cheating? Is that bad? Is that different from paying an I, editor? You know people pay me as a developmental editor and they say well do you do you have ideas about you know how to how it should end is that different if they if they pay me and i say oh you know what i have like two or three ideas how this would end why is that different than i i asking I, 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 right I, I
0: just well well so i i think i think it's all an execution not so much like for example plots there's if you took it if strictly from a plot standpoint there is no like we are we tell essentially the same five stories all of us right do. right right so whether we get the plot from a machine or from our own heads that i think is not important what's important is what we do with it right and then that, that's just that's my opinion on it
1: you well, when know are click your you're short story and it says did you use you know AI all or in part? Are you gonna say, well, I did ask, I did type in you know some plot ending ideas, you know, and if you I don't, would, but, you click yeah, like, like, on everything. <laughs> right. I
0: I, I, I I could I could take the cop out answer. I I don't I, I don't think I need to worry about that in my particular case because I never did use it for that those things. But I I do think I do think in terms of running scenarios of an idea down in terms of, I, again, I think this is all stuff that's going to be put it like figured out as time goes on. Right. It's, it's not actually crafting the story. I don't think I, I like on that one. I like, if you're putting a bunch of prompts together, you're not creating art. Right. But if you're using the machine to go, okay, I had this idea for a story about this, the uh, you know, Narcissist, we'll just say, take your novel.
1: This place, boy right? who meets a
0: girl yeah. kind of get her attention, and, you know, she likes somebody else. Yeah, just yeah, like
1: yeah.
0: That. So, right, right, Sorry. and, and, and it the could
1: AI write generates that. you, like,
0: it could, but it would suck. It could, but it would suck, right? <laughs> but, that, and it, it couldn't write a long story either, it could write a short story, it couldn't write a novel right now, and the thing, but the thing of it is, right, in terms of, I'm much more. Int- I'm not. I'm less interested in where your ideas come from. I've always like. I. I don't. I. Ne- you know. I never like to me, right? You, what you care about in your story, and I think this is what this is what's going to be a big thing about AI-generated stuff. Smart artists are going to figure out. Okay, your novel. You care about this because you know how you grew up. You love the like the '80s were were like like were important to you. Your, your Jewish background is important to you, like personally. Even though the idea of, like mental health is important to you, you care about those things. If you didn't, you wouldn't write that story. If an AI generated a plot for you, and you didn't give a shit, sorry, would suck balls. Whether you wrote it or the machine did it, it, it would suck balls because mm. the important human element to it is. Why do I care enough to write it, right? And that's and that's the thing, right? That like that's the real issue. Great story, Like I, I have a, I truly believe this. Great stories, right? Great stories come from what the author or creative cares about the most, right? I, I mentioned my novel. You know what it's really about? It's about that fear of falling in love. And not just not fear of falling in love, but also fear of falling. never finding that love. That's the real emotional core of the story, right? Everything oh, wow. else I'm running. I
1: no, 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 no,
0: no, no. I haven't told you the whole story. Yeah yeah yeah, 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 yeah. I just told you the basic plot, right? I didn't like. But what makes the story tick is that little nugget. That that's the real that's the nugget thing. in the story. That's the thing. Everything else is trappings everything else. That's the thing. So if I don't have that thing, AI isn't going to do me a damn bit of good. But mm-hmm. if I have that thing, if I have that thing, maybe the AI, I can help me go, okay, have you thought about this? Have you thought about that? Right. Those, those kind of things. No, uh, no, not, not, not war. AI is love okay sure but i mean (laughs) but but the thing is but the thing is right i i i look at it i look at it like this without an emotional core without an emotional core there the this there's there's no story like no human story it's like
1: soulless writing just yeah just have like no soul yeah yeah yeah.
0: like 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 even like even the most genre-based like books even the most genre-based books, right, um, the best ones have a real emotional core to them, right? They could be the the tropiest things in the world, but if the author cares, you can tell. Right. And the, like story the story is good. The love like,
1: triangle, like the love triangle, like, you know. It, it, like, like,
0: yeah, Yeah, you can make any story work. It doesn't matter. What matters is, does the yeah. story... That's the, the, the story. Do you care about the story you're telling? An AI can generate a plot all at once, right? But if the person doesn't give a shit, the story is going to suck balls.
1: It, it, it is.
0: It really. It's going to suck. I
1: mean, it could be eventually. Like future versions will be able to imitate us so well that. Will think that's what they that's that's the fear, right? That's what half of this writer strike and everything is about. Well, uh, well no, well, the about that. it seems real to us,
0: it, it may, may be, but okay. At that point, though, the question is if okay, say the machine has an emotional core, its own emotional core at some point down in the future, because in order to do that, in order to master those little nuances. Right, the machine is going to have to, on some level, get human emotion. I don't know if, that, if that's possible, but let's say, for the sake of argument, it is. Okay.
1: I have no idea. Well,
0: yeah, no, I, I, I don't either, right? So let's just say, for the sake of argument, it is. Then, okay, when does the machine? So now, maybe the machine develops its own consciousness, and this is this creates a nice little mind warp. If the machine can do it to that degree well. Is the machine itself a sentient being, and if so, does it get all the rights to everything it just wrote? In fact, that it can write so fast because the AI is a man is speed. Has the time? It has time. Like it has more time. It has more time to, to to focus on things than we do. Just of all the complex operations we do. So I I look at that and I go to myself. You know, it, we're gonna. I mean, there are conundrums. But I'm honestly not, like, to be perfectly honest with you, I'm not really worried about AI right now.
1: That's really interesting so many writers who are so worried about AI.
0: I, I'm not because I know what, what AI can do well right now and what it can't do well right now. And the truth of the matter is, like, in terms of commercials, certain jobs will disappear. Yeah, certain jobs. Press releases, for example. Press releases are, are about as soulless as you can get. Like, uh, let's yeah. be honest. They are. You can I'm make really an AI talking. prompt that no,
1: it's a Yeah, they incredibly
0: formula. It's a formula without emotion. It's it like anything like that is going to disappear. But telling stories never will disappear, right? And down the road, maybe when we figure this all out, who knows? Maybe we find a way to evolve, to tell better stories with AI. And then maybe it's about percentage of AI use more so than, than that's kind of where I see it going ultimately. I don't know. Like, I I, 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 to, I choose to be the optimist about this kind of thing. Now, does that mean that that I think, like, are we going to have a big traditional publishing deals? Or are we going to have Hollywood trying to cut out people? So, they can, yeah, that's always been the case, right? That has always been the case. And that was why these strikes happened. was So it, it would keep those people honest, which I'm all for. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, as it stands right now, um, you can't, you can't replace, you cannot replace the human spirit with machine. Not yet anyway. So until that day comes, I'm not going to worry. And if that does happen, but if say that does happen, tell you what, I'm going to go fishing somewhere. I'm going to, I'm going, I'm not going to worry about it anymore. I'm going to go <laughs> in my little fishing boat and I'm not going to worry about fuck all at that point. Because at that point, I like my job is done. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna go into the next phase of my career, which says I fish and drink and drink and fish and not worry <laughs> again. All right, right, and that and that is it. Right, right. I'm not like I'm too old. It's gonna too be old perpetual to summer.
1: The ice will never be frozen. You're just gonna fish. Yeah, yeah, if it exactly. Freezes
0: up air,
1: yeah. You're keep sailing.
0: <laughs> That's damn right. Damn, damn right. <laughs> yeah. yeah yeah exactly I I I, I I I i can't like going back full circle and then we'll wrap this bad boy up you can yeah. only worry about what you can control that's it i i yeah no, I, i'm I going to
1: as a writer your your feel for it because i i see a lot of fear on um I, certainly an online that i'm on and i see it with the magazines where I, you know all I want, I want to submit an essay you know <laughs> it's just like click 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 i promise i swear i this to me that's like maybe it's coming from their side like from integrity but there's certainly some fear there if i if if, if, if you, you
0: Integ- know, integrity maybe fear, but I mean also- they want to make
1: sure that like, when it says gila green it's really gila green i get that there's maybe a well, certain amount of integrity or authenticity they want if they accept your work but
0: but also I just but also to take but also remember, it was just all AI was rules public domain, which means mm-hmm. no one can make money off it if it is AI. So, so there's also a business element to it as well. Like the, like the business does matter. And so I I look at it kind of like, okay, I'm the wrong guy to talk about fear. There, I, I'm not saying I'm not, there aren't things that scare me, but I learned this a long time ago. You can't let fear rule your actions. If you do, it destroys you right? Life is, look, I, me and you are not walk, walking away. Now you you're, 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 you have a Jewish background. I don't know if you're a practicing Jew or not. If you are, uh, you know, you, you, you know that you're going to go to God at some point. You're going to say, hey, God, this is what I did. But until you get to that point, right? You're here. One day you're not going to be here. Until in, in between, the only thing you can really dictate is how you are, is how you approach the story of the day so i i i'm i'm an optimist by default cuz i don't know i i i'm not smart enough to know what real is and cynicism as far as i can tell is useless right so
1: i think that's great yeah that's really great nice thank you
0: so yeah and remember and remember and remember what you do matters and congratulations on everything you've done
1: Thank
0: you, and yeah, are you gonna like send me a link to this or? Yes, so so we're not quite. I'm gonna send you a link to this. So 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 we but we gotta do the proper thing here. Okay, this is the proper thing. You gotta plug. You gotta plug a book, and you gotta plug where people can find you.
1: Yeah, you know, it's my fifth book, and I'm still like. I wish I would never had to market or plug books, right? Because the fun part is writing the book, <laughs> not selling the book. But here we go. So no, With do. a Good is my fifth book. It's coming out of Montreal with AOS Publishing uh, August 18th. There's already a link available for pre-order. Um, I'm really excited about it. I think uh, it's a good read. And... There's another one following in 2025 called The Inheritance with the same um, publisher. So, those will be my fifth and sixth books.
0: And how can people find you?
1: Thank you. Oh, and you can find me at my website at Gila Green Rights.
0: GilaGreenRights.com. I
1: also recently started a cooking TikTok on a TikTok nice. a few weeks ago the, 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 because I just needed a break from all the intensity. Funny writing um gila with one l just one l
0: oh, okay my bad um, my bad
1: no no you did really well people usually really trip over it for quite a while <laughs> um so uh yeah i've been starting some cooking tiktoks um to just do another kind of area of creativity in my brain oh
0: geez i screwed up again oh no that's good oh there's no no no, no, no i screwed up i i got okay. see they All gave right. me no they, they 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 gave me an an award for this, you know, once upon a time, the galaxy far, far away. There you go. This is the right one. This is the right one.
1: That's good. Yeah, All right. and fun and thank you. And uh I just have to say that I just hope the whole world enters a peaceful era as soon as possible, whether it's uh Ukraine or Israel or anywhere—we just uh, have to get there somehow. Hopefully, uh,
0: well, one day, one day we'll all make nice and have lots of babies. But until then, <laughs> uh, until then,
1: I uh, for, like stop killing each other. We don't even have to be that nice. Just have to stop, stop." Uh, stop. I, I, yeah, I, I,
0: I, I look at it this way: if we, we're always going to be a little aggressive, we I mean, might as well use it in a way that's at least fun. That's me, yeah. right? That, right? Uh, that's me. But for everybody watching, everybody listening, uh, thank you for watching. Thank you for listening. Stay inspired, keep shining in the dark. My guest, my next guest will be Christy Shin. That'll be this afternoon, actually. Uh, but in the meantime, I want to thank you, for coming on, having a wonderful conversation from across the pond. Uh, my best to you in your current situation. I it will I know it will get better. But until then, yes, take care of yourself. And and, and to everybody watching, have yourself a wonderful time. Healing Hands airs every Monday on channel Healing Hands YYC hosted by Chenille Bostick. Healing Hands is a massage therapy education show in which Chenille shows you exactly some massage techniques, how to heal, and the basics of getting started. Check it out every Monday at Healing Hands YYC. Click on the link below to subscribe. Josh. Josh.